Greetings, Evan Hearn here. You may know me from such radio programs as Radio Matera Bilingual Radio and Gringos Estúpidos Dicen Boludeces. If you're wondering where the newest Radio Matera episodes are, never fear. We have some very cool programs that we will be releasing shortly, but we're a bit overcome with end-of-the-year work, sicknesses. I, for example, if you can't tell from my voice, I'm currently sick as a dog. And, well, life. Sepa tener paciencia usted, por favor. But another reason for the delay is that I am actually about to launch a new project, which is what I'm here to tell you about. Fronteriza is a brand new bilingual interview program which will focus on social and cultural issues and highlight La Cultura Fronteriza. ¿Qué es La Cultura Fronteriza? Me preguntas? Well, I'll tell you if you just stop interrupting me. La Cultura Fronteriza can be translated as borderland culture, those cultures that form and thrive around a border between two or more countries. But we know, of course, that a border is just a line on a map. What it represents, however, is what interests me and what interests Fronteriza. Because if you've ever lived on a border or near a border, you know it's a place where different cultures ebb and flow and mix and mingle and, more often than not, give birth to something new. Algo único. Algo que nace de la fusión de culturas y que es más de la mera suma de sus partes. So, when I say la cultura fronteriza, that's really what I mean. Any and all culture that arises from a fusion, be it of people, places, or ideas. And so, Fronteriza will focus on these stories in the same bilingual format you've all come to know and, hopefully, love. It will debut tomorrow, Tuesday, November 12th, from 1 to 1.30 p.m. Central Time on KOOP 91.7 FM in Austin, Texas. You can also listen from anywhere in the world at koop.org. Long-form interviews and music is the name of the game here, so if that interests you, there are a couple of steps you can take. You can follow Fronteriza on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Fronteriza Radio. You can tune in live every Tuesday from 1 to 1.30 p.m. Central Time from wherever you are in the world by going to koop.org. And you can check out our SoundCloud, Fronteriza Radio, for new episodes. There won't be much there yet, but you can follow us for later episodes. And once we have a few under our belt, we'll upload those files to the podcasting services you all know and love. All of these links will be in the description of this Radio Matera episode, and we'll upload them to the Radio Matera social media as well. I am really sick. But now, as our beloved listeners of Radio Matera, you get a special advanced version of the first episode of Fronteriza. It's missing some of the live radio banter and uh, commentary and whatnot that will occur tomorrow, but the interview is there. In it, I speak to Mauricio Callejas, El Salvadoran singer-songwriter and founder of the Centro Americano Film and Music Festival. If you're interested, feel free to check it out. I do hope you enjoy it, and I do hope you decide to add Fronteriza to the list of podcasts and radio that you listen to on a weekly basis. As always, thanks. Mauricio, thank you for being here. Yeah, thank you for the invitation. So you are a musician. You're also active here uh, in Austin. Uh, you're the founder of Centro Americano Fest. Um, quisiera primero saber eh, nada, un poco de, de tu experiencia como el salvadoreño, eh, mm -hmm. as an El Salvadoran. Um, when did you move to the United States? What brought you to the United States? Yeah, we came in 2002, so it's over 17 years now. Wow. <laughs> so, um, venimos en el 2002 eh, con mi esposa. Nosotros uh -huh. ya nos habíamos casado allá y veníamos aquí pues prácticamente no recién casados pero nuevos en nuestro matrimonio sí. con la idea de, de hacer un poco de trabajo musical esa era la motivación bueno hasta aprovechado de su tiempo sí. se, se nota <laughs> también you've definitely taken advantage of your time here so let's let's get into that you know mm -hmm. uh, your experience as a as a singer songwriter 
Um, you have three albums out mm -hmm. today. Um, Cosa de la Calle from 2002, which uh, we can actually maybe listen to a, a bit right now. Diario Prensa! So Costa de la Calle, I was listening uh, a bit earlier, and it's your first album. It's a solo album mm -hmm. um, that I guess, if, if I understand the timeline correctly, you recorded here already. Most of that you recorded here in Austin, or had you recorded a lot of it in El Salvador? Everything was recorded in El Salvador. Okay, yeah, okay, yeah that's that's a, uh, an album that I made at home, mm -hmm. and because I didn't have the proper isolation. All this, the noises from the street came sure, on it's, the... It's very vibrant. Uh, it's yeah. very vibrant. <laughs> yeah, so yeah. that's why I decided to call it Cosa de la Calle. That means things of the street. Right, exactly. Uh, just to maybe um, include the reality of my recording yeah, process. Yeah, of course. <laughs> yeah, yeah, your experience, yeah. Uh, Cosa de la Calle, I, I, I have to say, it's sort of... There's a feel to it that, that is very typical of, of what comes into my mind when I think of uh, Latin, Latin rock, Latin pop, uh, sort of Latin rock from maybe the 50s, 60s when people started experimenting. Uh, I, don't, I imagine you're familiar with the Luis Alberto Spinetta. Yes. Uh, and I get a lot of that feel, mm -hmm. you know, that, that sort of um, that eh, eh, suave musica, musica suave musica que te invita, que lo escuches. Lo escucha. um, mm -hmm. uh, and I just, what, what kind of uh, either in El Salvador or otherwise, what kind of uh, influences did you have? Es una observación muy interesante la que haces porque mis vertientes, digamos así, musicales de la con mayor fuerza es la música argentina con con yeah. Fito Páez. Fito Páez. Yo yeah. no no soy muy seguidor de Spinetta no porque no me guste sino mm. que porque digamos nunca entré a sure. conocerlo. Eh, pero Fito Páez, mm -hmm. Juan Carlos Baglietos, todos los rosarinos mm -hmm. eh, son como como mis enseñanzas a la vez de lo que se conoce como nueva canción latinoamericana right. que, que eso lleva pues Intilimán y right. Mercedes Sosa y nos vamos para España con right. Joe Manuel Serrat, Sabina. And for those that don't know, maybe nueva canción latinoamericana is sort of embedded in protest music, right? It's yes. sort of it's a, it's a social reaction to um, what was happening in most of the continent at that point. Uh, extreme oppression. I'm sure your experience, you've said it earlier, your experience in El Salvador shaped yes. the so formation of this album. Because of the conflict in El Salvador, all this music mm. it really had a, a ring to the, to the, to the people. Um, so so the, the protest music from Venezuela, for example, mm. those Guaraguao, they, they were really, really popular in El Salvador. It's like they belonged to them. When they came to, to the El Salvador, uh, people knew them and sang, sang the music. Sure. Ellos lo eran como, como ídolos. Ahí. Right, yeah, interesting. Y, y así un montón de, de personajes y artistas que llegaban de Sudamérica y la gente los, los conocía y los adoptaba como, como propios. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Música autóctona de, de El Salvador para alguien por, por aquí, un, un oyente que me imagino que muchos que nos escuchan no, no conocerán mucho de, de mm -hmm. El Salvador, por ahí sí. Um, Pero músicos propios de ese país, eh, ¿quiénes son los que son más influyentes? Sí, hay, hay un autor que es, es el, digamos, el autor por excelencia de la música tradicional, que se llama Pancho Lara. Pancho Lara fue profesor eh, de música, pero escribió un montón de canciones. Él se dedicó a escribir canciones por cada pueblo. Eso lo hizo tan relevante. Entonces tienen 
canciones o por cada actividad laboral. Por ejemplo, tenía canciones para las cortadoras de café. Mm. Eh, el, tenía el Carbonero, que es el segundo himno nacional del de Salvador. Eh, eh, Pancho Lara es, digamos, uno de los referentes más importantes de, de la música. Y okay. de ahí hay otra rama, que es la música de protesta del de Salvador. Right. Sure. Que está el Yolocamba Itá, por ejemplo, mm. que es un, un grupo eh, muy conocido internacionalmente durante la guerra. Mm. Tal vez no es tan conocido dentro del de Salvador, pero en la, afuera se conoció. More, more, more known outside of Salvador than, than within. Yeah, during that time period. Huh. Yeah, because they they were in the exile, <laughs> so right, they were sure, playing sure. all over yeah, the place. So, yeah. Except El Salvador. Except El Salvador. Right. Mm -hmm. yeah. Well, um, so that's 2002, Costa de la Calle. In 2009, you released Magico. que sí fue mayormente grabado aquí en, en, en Austin ¿no? exacto y, y ya con una banda también que, mm -hmm. que, lo, que te apoya uh, and it feels a bit different it yes. feels there's a, there's a bit more latinness to uh -huh. it there's, there's I think uh, Mar de Gente mm -hmm. that uses a break which is from Oye Como Va which is very you know cha 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 <laughs> you very, got to that point that, that's yeah, interesting yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, it feels very latin mm -hmm. right the title song Magico also has mm -hmm. it's just very beat driven it's very yes. percussion it makes me think of El Caribe mm -hmm. or music, El Son Cubano mm -hmm. La Musica eh, eh, más que uno asocia por ahí con esa región del mundo. Exacto. Eh, tell us about that process of so, Mágico. So Mágico is, is very interesting because it's my first album that I recorded in, in Austin. And I, uh, I was lucky to have uh, Steven Doster, which is a very well-known producer, musician in, in Austin. Uh, he heard me at one of the, the Austin Songwriters Group. Hmm. And he heard one song that is called... San Salvador de Tarde from Cosas de la Calle. Okay. He fell in love with the, with the song. It, it was very strange for him, the, the, the chord changes that I do and, and how the songs evolve. So he invited me to, to do this. Well, we got together and got engaged in this project, Magico. And he brought all these amazing uh, musicians uh, with him to record. So he brought, he brought, he brought the, the, the Latin yeah, these, professional right, musicians. Yeah. To, to, to the mix and they took the, the songs to, to a different sure, level. Sure, they gave it their feel, their taste. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So it, it was very organic. Mm -hmm. uh, we recorded most of every... We, we didn't do a lot of overdubs, uh, so everything was recorded live. Mm -hmm. um, so that that's a very yes. interesting experience as well. I, I've imagine, never yeah. done Very that. different from Costa de la Calle for you. Yes, right. yeah, because uh, everything... I played everything in Costa de la Calle. It was right. mainly guitar uh -huh, and right. a few other noises and... and sure, and, sure. And effects, but in this case, I had a band and, and really world-class musicians, and yes. and we were playing uh, my songs. So that's that's how it, it sounds like that. Right. Yeah. And and I wanted it, this is there's a, a gap between 2002 and 2008, yes, nine quite, when, a, when I recorded time, it. Yeah. Um, so it took a time to sip through <laughs> to my 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 being yeah. that yeah. I was not longer in El Salvador. Right. Magico. Yeah refers to El Mágico González. I don't know if you're... I'm not you're, familiar, You're into no. soccer. No, oh, no, no. no. <laughs> el Mágico González es el, el jugador más famoso del Salvador. Oh, okay. Contemporáneo. ¿Juega eh, ahora o...? No, o de, el, el de los 80, 90. Okay, okay. Eh, todavía está vivo. Ah. Es, es una leyenda viva. Eh, tanto al, al punto que, por ejemplo, Maradona lo alaba okay, y per sure. grandes personajes. Sure. Entonces, en ese momento, al Mágico se le estaba haciendo un montón de homenajes. Mm. 
y entonces yo tomé el tema del mágico no solamente para él sino que como para el país exacto la canción habla del pa el país es un lugar mágico sure. pero a la vez es un lugar trágico so, yeah. so I play with the magic and tragic mm -hmm. contradictions of my country mm -hmm. eh, la primera parte de la canción I, uh, yo estoy hablando de todos los artistas que yo podía meter en la canción artistas nombres propios de personas right. y en la segunda parte nombro personas que han muerto durante la guerra entonces la canción por eso termina de una manera como sombría right, right. Uh -huh. a bit more reflective a bit yes, more, yeah. Yeah. de luto de luto exacto right, yeah. well 2012 so not as much time passes yes. 2009 mm -hmm. 2012 helado pop And again, very different <laughs> feel. Uh, you know, the first track, Helado uh, Pop, the title track, uh, is very reggae, right? Mm -hmm. it's very, there's reggae, there's ska, there's son, there's funkiness, there's saxophones in mm -hmm. here. It's a very, you know, it's a rich, uh, varied sound. Where did that come from? Where, are you just keep experimenting? Are you working with the same musicians? Where does this come from? Yeah, this is a different, uh, different set of musicians. Actually, this is what's more a co-producing the, the album with Michael Ramos mm -hmm. and, and myself. I, I was like taking more of a lead role in, in that process and I decided a lot of things for, for, the, for the music mm -hmm. and I wanted to disguise the songs because my songs are not commercial. Sure. If you listen to the songs, they, they don't have the, the hooky sure, sure. <laughs> chorus. Yeah, and yeah. So, so I wanted to make the songs to look like commercial songs without giving up without the message, the lyrics. Alma, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Right. So that's why I, I called it Helado Pop, which is a, a wordplay. Helado Pop is, uh, could be cold mm -hmm. and right. pop, and that, like the cold music, the, the pop music could be called. Right, yeah. But also in Spanish, it means the pop side. El helado, el helado yeah. pop. Yeah, wordplay. Nice. So I was like showing my pop side. <laughs> sure, yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah. Well, yeah, it does feel a bit more, uh, you know, pop, I guess, is, pop can mean so many different yes, things, you yeah. know, but it does feel a bit more uh, cosmopolitan. It mm -hmm. feels a bit more uh, like you're experimenting yes. as well. Uh, certainly, you know, I would not imagine that Cosa de la Calle mm -hmm. and Alado Pop were the same, <laughs> you know, artists that were I to hear them. But then you, uh, you know, you see there's that 10 year difference, mm -hmm. and one of them written completely in El Salvador by one person, written and performed by one person, uh, literally off the street, and then mm -hmm. suddenly you have this studio album produced in Austin, Texas. They must, I imagine, reflect just very different moments in your life, right? Yes. Both of these, yeah. both of these albums. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Mm. And you, you find in Alado Pop una cumbia. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it has nothing to do with my 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 style, your tastes, my <laughs> taste. But this is the song that probably has been most played for, from my production. Interesting. Everyone uh, loves cumbia. Yeah, everybody <laughs> loves cumbia. Yeah. It has been played in in like commercial radios. Oh, and, very cool. Yeah. And people in other states they they know the song and sure. they they have played it, and and it's really fun to play. So right. I, I liked uh, it's it's. Was an experiment. It's really off place when when you listen it in the in the album. Right. But it's it's a kind of a step in a different direction. So. Sure. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Very very interesting. Very nice. Y, y, y bueno es es uh, una canción muy muy interesante muy divertida. Yeah. Yeah. Fun. Exactly. Mm -hmm. That's the word. Yeah. That's the word. That's the word to describe it.
you're also the founder of Centro Americano Fest, Centro Americano, um, which has an interesting story in and of itself. So this year, just recently, uh, you celebrated your 11th edition mm-hmm. at the at the MAC at the MS Barrientos uh, Mexican American Cultural Center. Uh, it was founded by you, helped by your your wife Teresa. Yes. Um, it began as an offshoot of of a website, am I correct? Of centroamericanto.net. Yes, uh, yes. Tell us about that project. Yeah, centroamericanto.net. It's the the actual domain. Uh, I, the domain, the original domain, was stolen. Really? <laughs> so, so if somebody is into the domains, don't let it expire because somebody will take it the minute ah, it's wow. expired. So I, I well, learned that the kind hard of sell way. it back to you or something. They wanted to yes, exactly. hold it hostage, they, basically. Yeah, yeah. Como Renoir. Era centroamericanto.com. Now somebody in China has it. Ah. <laughs> so I quickly got the .net, so, so centroamericanto.net. Okay. So I started the in 2003. Th- Three, I started centroamericanto.net as a, as a way to provide web presence to singers and writers from Central America. Sure. I was I, I didn't want to go disconnected after moving to, to Austin. Right. So I I knew a lot of people in the music scene in El Salvador, and I and I thought, well, it should be a, there should be a way for for me to stay connected and also to provide a service to them. Well, vale aclarar, sí. esto fue antes, exactly. bien antes de Facebook, the Instagram, the Twitter. This, I mean, you're starting this. Uh, at least you know five to six years before any of that starts exactly. to really to really kick off, um, giving these guys a tool, these artists a tool to, ex- to express them, to expose themselves. Sí, right? Exactly. Yeah. Este era en realidad era un valor que se le se le daba al, al mm. artista eh, sin cobrarle nada. Simplemente mm-hmm. era eh, yo los contactaba, les mandaba un correo electrónico y les decía, hey, yo soy tal persona, me gustaría tener tu información en el sitio web mm-hmm. y creé un directorio de músicos centroamericanos. Me recuerdo que una de las primeras personas que dijo, yes, uh, I'm on board, fue Luis Enrique Mejía Godoy, ah, que vino este año. Played, yeah, just played, just here. played. Yeah, so, yeah. So that's how life works. Yeah, yeah. So I remember he sent, uh, because uh, one section in, in the website was uh, chords and lyrics of songs. Okay, interesting. So I was requesting, if you have any lyrics and chords, please send them to me. So the first one that sent it was Luis Enrique Mejía Godoy, and he sent Pobre La María. Okay. And I was like really humbled that yeah, th- this yeah very well known star yeah, yeah. yeah he sent me a direct email with his information and everything mm-hmm. so now and he just played in Centro Americano here yeah. and it's a, it's a great great human being from um, Nicaragua correct? from Nicaragua yeah Nicaragua yeah. Yeah. it's yeah. a living legend of yeah yeah the la música es nicaragüense mm-hmm. eh, en ese momento era muy difícil ellos tendrían que que pagar individualmente un hosting sure. para tener su página web muchos de ellos no lo tenían eh, entonces empezamos a tener una comunidad virtual. En el 2005, o sea, estamos hablando dos años después, eh, dijimos, eh, sería bueno que nos reuniéramos y nos reunimos en El Salvador y ese fue el primer centroamericano. Fuiste a El Salvador, claro, El Salvador, en 2005. Sí. Right, right, y entonces okay. tuvimos ahí al Yolocán Baitá, que es el, el grupo que les mencionaba antes. Tuvimos como una, una docena fácil de, de participantes salvadoreños y vino alguien de Costa Rica. Good. So it, it was, was already international. Yeah, it was already yeah, international. Yeah, yeah. And uh, that gave me the, the uh, como el, el, el ánimo, coraje, right? el ánimo yeah, sure, sure. De, de decir esto, o sea, está llamando la atención. Right. Para que alguien venga desde Costa Rica course, yeah. simplemente a cantar y no habían pago involucrado sure, para nada. Sure. Eh, Esteban Monge se llama el, el cantante. Y tuvimos en el, la Luna Casa y Arte, que ya no existe en El Salvador, mm. el primer centro americano. Una casa cultural. Una, una casa cultural, uh, un bar, un restaurante, sure, yeah. pero que generó una escena única en El Salvador. 
Después, en el 2008, hicimos un segundo encuentro en la Universidad Centroamericana, ya un poquito más formal, sure. y tuvimos a un mexicano. Que, que, a bit bigger in scale, es, yeah. a bit more international, mm -hmm. yeah. Y después de eso fue que nos animamos a, a, a venir acá. Pero ocurrió algo interesante. Teníamos la idea, no teníamos el lugar. Eh, y entonces alguien me conectó con alguien y este alguien me conectó con otra persona mm -hmm. que llegué hasta el Cactus Café. Mm -hmm. Y el Cactus Café abrió las puertas para hacer el primer centroamericano. Wonderful venue. Yeah, sí, yeah. sí, es, es uh, un lugar legendario también right, aquí, yeah. en, aquí en Austin. Y el primero, el artista que nos dio también el ánimo de hacerlo fue Guillermo Anderson. Guillermo Anderson es Honduras, probablemente uh, el más conocido cantautor de Honduras. Mm -hmm, yeah. Y Who falleció. Passed away several years ago, right? Yeah. Uh, three years three, ago. Yeah. Uh -huh. Entonces, eh, pero Guillermo vino esa vez y fue, fue un espectáculo impresionante. Yeah. La gente quedó emocionadísima. And, and we didn't know how people was going to react because this is not Latin music. It is Latin music, yeah, but it's not the it's stereotype. Not, it's not cumbia, right? It's not, it's not cumbia, yeah, it's not yeah, salsa. Yeah. You're right, right. So it's a singer-songwriter from Central America. It's like a small niche within a niche. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so we had a sold-out event in, in that day. And so that gave us the strength to continue. And since then, we have been doing it every year. Um, so well, this year, you sh I was fortunate enough to be able to see the film festival mm -hmm. portion of Centro Americano. And you, it was Día de Suerte, mm -hmm. uh, a short, uh, a nice little short colegiala by Emilia yes. Anderson, who Emily is Anderson. Uh, la hija de, de Guillermo. De Guillermo Anderson. Um, and also La Cachada, mm -hmm. which I have to say uh, to anyone who is listening, I, I was fortunate enough to see La Cachada in El Salvadoran documentary about mm -hmm. a group of women who perform in a theater troupe mm -hmm. uh, and use it sort of as a way to, to uh, cope, to with, cope mm -hmm. right, with this incredible violence that they're suffering. Uh, and it was... Far, it was an incredible documentary. I believe it was here at South by Southwest as well. I think it yes. won a, the, the, the People's Choice. People's Choice, yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. um, really just a fantastic um, short film. And actually, they are in D.C. right now as we speak. Very cool. And, and one of the, 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 the cast members is in D.C. and the director is in Spain or... One yeah. of the El Salvadoran women who was... Yes. Oh, one wow, of the, fantastic. Well, actually, yeah. the director of the theater. Uh, oh, okay. Egli, yeah, uh, yeah. Yeah, mm -hmm. so so we we were fortunate to have them here, uh, get to know them. Uh, it's uh, the the experience of just knowing how they overcame the the violence and yeah. and the poverty because now they are actresses. They right. they get They've paid. Changed their lives, yeah. right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, completely. Yeah. Some of them still have to work, of course. Sure, but sure, sure. It's it's a uh, la dignidad ha yeah. sido pues elevada al, al, a como debería de ser. Yeah. In, uh, in South by Southwest, when they presented the, the film, there was a, a lady from Chile. Mm. And she was crying. And, and she said, the same happens in, in, in my country. So, so that type of violence against women mm. is, is not only of one country. It's like, unfortunately, right. it's throughout the, the, the society. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, you know, not, I don't want to generalize, but you see especially, you know, cifras altas, high rates in Latin American countries. Mm -hmm. For different, you know, socio-historical reasons, mm -hmm. uh, but Argentina, for example, we've been mentioning Argentina a few times in this interview, uh, was the la raíz principal de mm -hmm. ni una menos mm -hmm. hashtag ni una menos or now one more, which yes. uh, I believe began in I want to say 2015 as a result of just the you know horrific rates of, of femicide mm -hmm. occurring in the country where, where a woman is murdered 
for being a woman, mm-hmm. something like every 23 hours, I don't want to say the exact number because I, I don't know it, but some very horrific, you know, uh, yes. um, number, right? Mm-hmm. And it seems luckily that while there's certainly a long way to go still, mm-hmm. it seems that especially in these Latin American countries whose histories are very different from here from the United States and whose justice systems work very differently and the governments work very differently in a lot of ways, uh, there is the El Pueblo, the people are beginning to sort of demand change systemic mm-hmm. change no more violence against women uh you know no more no more no more women killed uh, yes. for the fact of that, that they're women right yes i think mm-hmm. the the society has a a powerful tool that, mm-hmm. that is communication right now right. and there's a lot of ideas that are being exchanged throughout the networks and that before we were on the mercy of of the the newspaper and right. the tv but now we have a lot more to to say well we have more to say, but more ways to, to say it. Exactly, mm-hmm. yeah. Bueno, se viene, me, me imagino, ¿no? Se viene el, el uh, I'm terrible with the ordinal numbers in Spanish, <laughs> el, the 12th. El uh, décimo segundo. El décimo segundo, <laughs> there it is, thank you. El décimo segundo, eh, la décima segunda edición de Centroamericano Fest. You know? uh, mm-hmm. Next year will be in 2020. Do you already have a date set? Is it going to be in the MAC again? Yes. Uh, okay. Yeah, well, this year we had it in two places. We had it... Uh, at Mac and then at the Zach. At Zach Theater, right. But in, in 2020, vamos a estar solamente en el Mac. Los okay. Dos días. Well, it's a beautiful site. Sí. Beautiful site. Sí, yeah. Sí. Yeah. Entonces tendremos igual un día dedicado al cine y un día okay. dedicado a la música. Eh, vamos a tener la oportunidad de usar el Zócalo, o sea que tendremos la plaza. Very nice. Eh, para nosotros, estamos muy alegres y muy emocionados de las posibilidades que tiene sure. el, el festival. Sure. Eh, para el 2020 será el 4 y 5, uh, sí, 4 y 5 de septiembre. Good. Bueno, well, mm-hmm. así que vayan agendándolo. Bueno, Mauricio, thank you so much for being here with me. Course, you know, it's, yeah, um, it's real pleasure to speak with someone like you. Y, y el hecho de que hayas venido acá y hayas podido seguir tu arte y y sentir tu identidad centroamericana tan rica, tan plenamente y tan rica. Eh, la verdad que me alegra mucho. Muchas gracias. Eh, así gracias. que gracias por ti por estar aquí con nosotros. Eh, me gustaría, si, si, si quiere, que cerremos con otro tema tuyo. Claro, okay. claro. Perfecto. Eh, muchas gracias por, por la invitación, por el nuevo programa. Yeah, thank you, yeah. Una alegre, hagamos una alegre. Yeah, happy one. <laughs> uh, esta canción se llama Con Amor y Sin Reino. Uh, that is... It's part of the Helado Pop okay. CD. Yeah. Quítate el vestido y cuélgalo cual si fuera otra piel. Arranquémosle horas al reloj de Lucía y Manuel. No te extrañes de mi obsesión, anda, bebe un café y reposa tu respiración mientras lejo de pie y juguemos que yo ya no soy yo y que tú eres el fuego que devora la sombra de los dos para hacernos eternos y escribamos la historia una vez más que no importen los feudos tú mi reina y yo tu emperador con amor y sin reino Mm 
quítate el vestido y cuélgalo, no hace falta otra piel, que ya no sé dónde se quedó, fantasía y papel. Tomaré tu mano, te llevaré a lugares en donde la razón se tropieza con el corazón. Se tropieza con el corazón, que nos digan locos, porque la raza se tropieza con el corazón. Hay que nos llamen dementes, porque la raza se tropieza con el corazón. No lo digo yo, lo dice la historia, cuántas decisiones hechas por amor con el corazón y juguemos que yo ya no soy yo y que tú eres el fuego que devora la sombra de los dos para hacernos eternos y escribamos la historia una vez más que no importen los feudos tú mi reina y yo tu emperador con amor y sin reino Mauricio, thank you so much. Muchas gracias. Muchas gracias. <laughs>